welcome, welcome, welcome to the Futures Podcast. My name is Kelsey Brazil. I'm your host. And in case you're new here, here at Futures, we connect with students uh, who are green heroes and doing sustainability initiatives in their schools, as well as individuals who are in green careers. Today, I'm sharing a very special conversation that I had with Ruby Magara, who started here at Thinkwell Shift the same time as me back in 2018. And it was really interesting to share how we got into these green careers. It looked very different. With Ruby, she was attracted to the Green Schools program because she had been practicing sustainability um, within her personal life. And as well, she had experience being in schools already teaching African dance. Whereas for myself, I had been studying for five years at Dalhousie um, around sustainability and wanted to take that knowledge into the workplace. And so quickly when we started our roles, we, we identified our strengths and what we were bringing to the role and immediately became sort of this dream team helping each other while we learned and navigated a new role. And we've been at Think Well Shift ever since and it was super fun to chat with her more about who Ruby is and why we love her. So enjoy. I should mention that Ruby and I are close pals and we do have a fun sense of humor and a hilarious banter at times. So just keep that in mind uh, as you listen through this interview. Hello everyone, welcome to the Futures Podcast. Kelsey here. Uh, today I have a very special guest, one of my good friends, Ruby Magara. She is a part of the Think Well Shift team and she's going to chat with us uh, a little bit about herself and her role at Think Well Shift and how she got here. So hi, Ruby. Hi, Kelsey. <laughs> I'm so happy to do this. I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a very easy flowing conversation. Of course. Um, cool. So why don't you tell everybody like who you are? Who's Ruby? Where are you from? Where do you live now? What do you like to do for fun? Sure. So my full name, are you guys ready? Because it's really hard. My full name is Rubimbo Nora Mvululu, but I got married. So now I'm Rubimbo Mugara, which is really, really hard for Canadians to say. So I decided to go by Ruby. And even Ruby is not correct. Like, that's not the right way to say my name. It's Ruby, but there's something I'm doing with my tongue that Canadians can't do. So just, just Ruby's fine. Just Ruby is fine. Say it. Say it again. Ruby. Ruby? No. <laughs> oh, try again. Try again. Ruby. Ruby. See, okay, you're close, but it's still not right. <laughs> what are you doing with your tongue? So when I say the V part, my tongue flicks at the top and then comes back down. So it's a V, V, V. Oh, that's hard. Ruby. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Like when I speak French, I find like my mouth is sore after because my it's not used to making those shapes all the time. It's so mm -hmm. interesting how languages are like that. Like we're just intrinsically know how to do certain things based on like our mother tongue but then when you try to learn it later in life it yeah. doesn't work yeah yeah okay I will forever practice 
yeah, you it, uh, you'll probably never get it right, but sure, go ahead, keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up years ago, so I I moved to Canada when I was uh, about nineteen years old. I came here for university, and I'm from a small country called Zimbabwe, which is in Africa. So if you're looking at a map right now, I want you to try and look at the bottom of the map. And my country is the little country that looks like a teapot. So if you see anything that looks like a little teapot. That's probably Zimbabwe, and it's right above South Africa, bordering Zambia and Malawi and Botswana. So that's where I'm from. That's where I grew up. And then I moved to Canada at 19 years old. And then I went to school at St. Mary's University. And then I graduated, and I've just decided to live in Nova Scotia ever since then. So Nova Scotia feels like home now? Nova Scotia is definitely home. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And what do you do for fun, Ruby? For fun. Oh my goodness. I don't remember that word. That's a word <laughs> that's in the vocabulary. Um, fun. Okay. What do I do for fun? I guess I watch lots of TV shows. I really like vampire stuff. Zombie. Me too. Oh yeah. I love that stuff. Vampires, yeah. zombies, um, like Marvel stuff, anything to Me do too. with like, you know, sci-fi fiction, fantasy. I'm all for it. So I guess that's what I do for fun is I disappear from real world problems and go up into like the sci-fi world. And it's super fun for me. Are you saying you don't remember what fun is because you have two little ones? Yes. Yes. So (laughs) kids, if you're listening, kids out there, just know mommy and daddy don't have fun anymore (laughs) because of you guys. But yes, um, just because I have two little kids, they're under five. I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and so it's super busy every single day. Um, by the time they go to bed, I want to go to bed. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't really know what fun is. You're, I feel like you find fun in the little things, so I, I'm sure you find ways to weave fun into your day-to-day. Yeah, that's why the shows are a thing. Why don't we dive in a little bit more into what you do for work? So you work with me at ThinkWell Shift, but what do you do? Yes, yeah, so I work at ThinkWell Shift. I am the program manager for a, uh, like a, a little project we call EPIS, which is the Efficient Product Installation Service. So that's a project whereby we go into people's homes and we change out any of your old in, in, inefficient energy products, such as old light bulbs that are called incandescent light bulbs, which are basically the little light bulb that looks like it has a hanging man in there, like a man with his <laughs> arms up. Uh, we take those out of your house and we replace them with LED light bulbs, which are really, really efficient light bulbs. They don't get hot when they're turned on. Uh, we also change things like water saving measures. So we put in new shower heads that, are, that don't use as much water. We put in faucet aerators that help you control the water that's coming out of your taps. So we do lots of amazing different things for Nova Scotian community. And I really enjoy my job because I get to talk to different customers every single day. And I'm just kind of like the person who makes sure that my team goes out and delivers the best work. And then I also support them in any way I can. And I support customers in any way I can. And so I really, really enjoy my job. It's lots of fun. I guess that's fun for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you had any recent stories with customers where, you know, you found that the program has really helped them? 
Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I was actually just talking to a customer. Uh, we got him booked in maybe uh, two, three weeks ago. And he's been calling me every week since that appointment. <laughs> and he calls me because he, he actually said he just really thinks I'm a great person to chat to. And I'm kind of his uh, problem solver when it comes to, so he's renovating his house and he mm -hmm. wanted a lot of stuff done in his house. So he's getting like the home mowing program and all that, but he has lots of questions. So he calls me because I said, well, if you ever need any help, call me. And he took it literally and he calls me every week to chat about something. But he's really, really happy with the program and what it did for his house. He's seen a huge difference. He uh, really likes the light bulbs a lot. He really, really is happy with the draft proofing measures because his house was very old. And so he's super excited with everything we did for him. And he's just a nice and really nice gentleman. Sounds really happy. Like I, I already picture what he looks like, even though I don't know this man. Like he just That's he seems like such a great guy. Well, that's good. Yeah. We always say here at Think Well Shift, we want to be the best part of the customer's day. You're like the best part of multiple days for this guy. <laughs> yeah. Like I've talked to him. Like I think the last day I spoke to him was on Monday. And then the week before he called me on a Thursday and he's just there been calling go. my phone. And I'm like, I actually saved his number now because I'm just like, oh, yeah. So that I'm like, hey, how are you? He made a joke about it. He's like, you're probably sick of me calling your phone. I was like, not at all. Like you can call me and we can chat because that's what I'm here for. So I really, really like just when customers feel comfortable enough to reach out to me, even if I might not have all the answers, they know that I will try to lead them in the right direction so they can get all the help they need for whatever little questions they have about their home. Cool. So how did you get here? What was your career path? Did you always know you'd end up in a green career or was this something no. that you kind of stumbled upon? I yeah. totally stumbled upon this. So, um, I, I went to school for psychology and uh, a minor in biology. So I'm more of a sciences girl. And then I worked uh, in a different company for a while, for many, many years. And I really enjoyed that job because um, I got to help a lot of different people. Um, when I had my son, I was like, well, as much as I really like the job, it doesn't really work for me anymore because um, my husband is not Canadian, so he's not always here. So I needed a job where I could then go home at the end of the day and not worry about being called back to work. So mm -hmm. I was like, well, let me look around and see what's out there. And I came across green schools, which is what you work for, Kelsey. Um, you know, we go around to schools and we talk to kids about energy efficiency. So I am a big believer in repurposing old furniture. So if you ever come to my house, you'll notice I have a lot of old stuff and things that miss that are mismatched. Like right now, I'm staring at my dining set <laughs> because I have chairs that don't match at all all over my dining. Like I just whatever I can find, if someone's getting rid of it, I'll probably bring it in my house and make it work wherever it is. So I really believe in putting in as as uh, little stuff out into the world as possible and reusing stuff until you you literally can't keep it anymore. So mm. when I saw the green schools, I was like, ah, this kind of aligns with my beliefs anyway on how it is important to help the environment as much as possible. And that's how I applied for it. I really never knew stuff like this existed, like green careers. And I feel like many people listening out there are the same way. They don't know that this exists, that you can work in this 
field because we just assume a job is supposed to be a job. But for me, it was like, I was like, wow, this actually aligns with who I am. I believe in Mm -hmm. everything this job description talks about. And that's how I ended up, you know, joining Think Paul Shift. But it was just because I love making sure that the environment is well protected, especially coming from a place like Africa, where we've deplenished all our resources. So I know how lucky we are to be in Canada and still have running water, clean running water, to have energy. Um, so I really take it seriously, uh, the route of conservation. Mm. Yeah, that's such a good point. I like that you touched on the fact that like, you didn't really know that roles like this existed. And I think that often something that's common too, is that people seem to think like, or might have the assumption, if I want to get into a green career, then I had to have like studied sustainability or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Or I, all my other jobs had to have been around sustainability. Um, and I think the really cool thing is the story that you told before is like, you're, you're in a green career and the, the skill that is really showing up is your customer service mm-hmm. skills. And like, that's not something that you learn when you're studying, you know, sustainability yeah. in school. It's something that you learned in other roles that you had that's now playing such a role in your current um, position, which happens to be a green career. So I think that it's a good example of how um, we can challenge those assumptions that like, oh, I'm not qualified. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like it having that alignment of this is how I want to live my life is enough. Yeah. Like it's good to, yeah. And even in my That's previous so cool. jobs, I always dealt with kids anyway. So I was like, I know mm-hmm. how to be around children. Um, and so even though I felt that I wasn't necessarily qualified for the position, I knew that I had a different skill set that I was going to bring that would make me the right candidate for the job. And that's why I had the confidence to apply. And that led me to where I am today. And just being with Think Call Shift, I've learned so much more about resource co- conservation than I would have previously, just because you get to meet so many amazing people in the industry. And um, you learn a lot along the way. So I'm really, really glad that I, I stumbled upon that job posting like four years ago. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like a value of yours that like in, as you grow through your career, you'll, you'll want to incorporate into future roles, like it being a green career? For sure. Like, I feel like at this point, I don't see myself working um, in anything, but like, I feel like if I was to ever leave Thinkwell Shift, I would definitely be looking into something similar um, where you know, we're looking at conservation or working for companies that believe in zero waste or anything along those lines. Because like I said, also coming from Zimbabwe, where we deplenished, we don't have, you know, power every day anymore. And I know you Canadians are like, what? No power? But yeah, like parts of (laughs) Africa, there's no power every single day. Like we take turns to have the power. So they would give different neighborhoods uh, power on like, you can have it on a Monday, then let's say, Dartmouth will have it on a Tuesday, then Sackville will have it on a Wednesday. And we all take turns to use the power. Um, So coming from places like that, you learn to really appreciate countries or communities that want to uh, reserve what we have and use it well. So, yeah, I really like Mm -hmm. I really like this this this, you know, industry. That's such a good point, like around 
I used to say in my engagements, like here in Canada, we can like turn on the switch and like, we're not shocked that the lights are mm-hmm. on. Like it's something that we can count on and unless there's, you know, a storm that w- that's passing through or something like that. But that isn't the case all over the world. And I'm wondering if um, having had that experience, like, do you see a lot of overlap between um, just sort of the situation that you just were in growing up, but then also the values and the behaviors with energy efficiency? Like, is there overlap in in behaviors that maybe you just already had because yeah, of Yeah, I would say for sure. Like, coming to Canada, I remember I don't – just before I even learned about energy efficiency, I don't leave lights on unnecessarily. Like, if I don't need the light on, it's going off. Mm-hmm. Just because I know – coming from Zimbabwe that, you know, you don't just leave the lights on. First of all, it costs a lot of money to leave the lights on. And my mom would always be like, why is the dining room light on? There's nobody in there. And you'd have to turn the lights off. So growing up in a family that would want to make sure we're not spending unnecessarily, I always knew about that. And then the fact that if you did leave the lights on for too long, you would have a power cut and it would affect the surges would affect all the cables in the house and you could start a fire or not. So just being aware of all those things, uh, from a young age and I'm bringing it here I was just always already efficient without realizing I was or even how mm-hmm. I use water like a shower for example people uh, don't know that you know you shouldn't be in the shower for too long because you're wasting water I always knew that like I always knew that you know five minutes is a good shower and um, mm-hmm. that's just because in Zimbabwe you know <laughs> you have water that's like you know a family of eight has to use um the same amount of water as one person would use here. So mm-hmm. just stuff like that has really uh, affected me as an adult and then affected me in my job. I've always, even when I was with green schools, I always talked about it. Like, you know, we're really lucky out here to be able, like what you said, you're really lucky to be able to turn the lights on. You're really lucky to be able to go in the bathroom and have a nice warm shower and not have to worry about not having a shower that day. Like that's not a thing people think about out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is there like, I know that you've worked directly with students because you were on the green schools team, but also we're with the podcast, we're trying to reach students too. So I, I I'm wondering if, um, if you came across a student that was interested in getting into a green career, but didn't know sort of, didn't think that they had the skill set to do it, what would you tell them? Like, what advice would you give a student that's just trying to find their way? I would say, are you passionate about something that has to do with anything you consider green? If you're passionate about Mm -hmm. it, then pursue whatever you want to pursue. Don't worry about the qualifications specifically, because I'm sure you're an amazing person. And the fact that you're passionate about what what it is, you are going to bring something different and new ideas to the job. And so just go for it. Like, I was really, really passionate about that's what got me into green schools about the fact that I use everything and anything and when I say everything and anything I mean I'm that person who will like open the toothpaste up like the you know like your little toothpaste um I open up the actual wrapping of the toothpaste to take out the leftover toothpaste in there I do that because I believe you can't waste anything so that's something that has impacted me today And I feel because I'm so passionate about conservation and making sure we use everything um, to the absolute most effect of it, I'm able to then 
bring it to the table in my job today. So for everyone, mm -hmm. anyone out there, you're like, well, I'm not really good at, you know, you, you might say I'm not really good at learning about solar panels. That's okay. If you just like learning about being outdoors and you like being outside and you like, you know, um, the sun and you like being warm, those are jobs that you can apply for. If you like being outside in terms of, you know, you just like being around other animals, you can definitely look at different green careers that bring you closer to stuff like that. Uh, whatever you're passionate right. about, go for it. Don't ever worry about the qualifications because you have something to offer. Mm. Such a good message. Like you have something to offer. I think it's hard to have confidence going into um, as a, even going into things as a student or as a young professional, mm -hmm. it's hard to remember like, oh yeah, like I do have my passion and my knowledge and my experiences just being alive in this mm -hmm. world that I can, that can shape um, the work that I, that I offer to, to different people. So I think that's a really great message. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I like to do a little bit of like a um, lightning round mm -hmm. where I ask quick questions and you answer. Do you sure. Want to play? Okay. Uh, the first question is what, so you have a friend coming over, you want to make them dinner. What's your go-to meal to make? Okay. So I love, love making absolutely ribs are my favorite thing to make for anybody. So if you're coming over to my house, expect some messy Oh, messy honey garlic ribs. That's my go-to meal. I'm a meat eater, everybody. I love my meat. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you are having a bad day, an off day, or like you're just really stressed out, what's a tool that you have to sort of get yourself through the day? I always think about the fact that tomorrow is not going to be the same as today. So just keep pushing because the day is going to end eventually. And then you start again tomorrow. So no day is exactly alike. And even if you're, even if it's like a bad week, I still remind myself that next week will be a better week. And also I believe in manifestation. So you have the power to think about things that will affect you. So if you're thinking negatively just because something has happened that's put you in a bad mood and you keep feeling that way for the rest of the day, you're going to end up keep having bad experiences. But the minute you tell yourself, you know what? Yes, that was not a nice thing that happened to me, but it's time for me to switch my mood around and stay positive. You'll notice that it keeps getting better. So I believe in manifestation. I believe that, you know, looking forward to the next thing helps a lot. And then just making sure you don't let whatever happened affect the rest of your day. That's a good one. You're not very good at lightning round. You give too long <laughs> of answers. <laughs> I know. I talk too much. <laughs> um, what is a show that you're watching right now that you think everybody should watch? Oh, what is it called? Um, wait, I can just check. It's called Snowpiercer. Oh, I've it's heard on of that. Netflix. Isn't Captain America in it? Like, not as Captain America? I have no idea. I've isn't... literally watched two episodes and I haven't seen a Captain America yet. <laughs> no Snowpiercer. Snow yeah, it's about All a trip. Right. It's, it's literally about what we're talking about right now. It's about, you know, climate change and stuff. And um, the basically what happens is the world gets really, really cold because the government decides to make it warm, like to stop the heat happening from the sun. And they throw like 
cold stuff oh. in the air to make the air cool down, but it actually has a very negative effect. And then people have to live on a train for six years. It's really interesting. Is it sad? It it's sad. not. No, I mean, the beginning, the background is not great, but it's about mm-hmm. courage and hope and all these people just believing in a better tomorrow because humans are resilient and we tend to just, you know, go with whatever's happening. COVID proved that to us. We're doing great. So yeah, I feel like it's a really good show. It's just showing up. It's about the resilience of human beings. Again, great. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Kelsey. (laughs) I I, want to say to everybody listening, when you speak multiple languages, what tends to happen is you start thinking in multiple languages and then your answers just become really long because you're trying to make sense out of what you're saying. So I don't think in English. I know. I'm just teasing <laughs> you. So when, when I ask you a question, what, what ha- walk me through the process in your brain. So like, it's registering happens? as English, what you're saying. Then it goes up mm-hmm. to my brain and my brain tells me, okay, now you need to answer in English. Then, But I don't think mm-hmm. in English. So then... As I'm thinking, the words have to change to English words, if that makes any sense. I can kind so of. So I'm thinking in a different language, with... but then I have to translate that language to English and then make it make sense. Because my language words are different to English words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the whole structure of it and like the, the way that yeah. you would, like your word bank and stuff. Um, so you. All day, every day, you you think in your native Pretty language. much. I mean, I've, I'm finding that I'm starting to think in English a little more than I used to. But, n- like, most of the time, it depends who I'm speaking to as well. If I know I'm speaking to an English speaker, I will try my best to think in English. But if I'm speaking to my family, my husband, my kids, I'm always thinking in another language. Like, always. Right. Oh, it's so exhausting to try to think in like the other language. I'm just thinking about days where I'm like only speaking French. I'll like go to bed and I'll be like recapping my day, but mm-hmm. in French. And which is obviously something that I don't do. Like I, I'm always thinking in English. Um, so yeah, like I, I relate on just a very, very small level of like how that that feeling of fatigue when you're trying to think in a yeah. different language. And when it finally happens it feels automatic but it's not it's like your brain's working on overdrive like it's just like I was laughing because the other day I was talking to Jenna and I just all of a sudden started talking in my language and she's like what but I don't know what happened I knew I was talking to Jenna but I had like a brain freeze and I just started talking in my language because I was thinking in my language so I just started Mm -hmm. saying the words that were in my mind then Jenna's like what and I was like oh man I don't know why I was speaking in that language. I'm so sorry. Like, that was so weird. Like, it was just, like, the funniest thing. I said a whole sentence <laughs> in my language. That's awesome. I love that. It's such a, it's such a good skill to have. It's great that you can, you can switch between different languages and just go about your day. And, yeah. yeah. You're a smart gal. Smart Thanks, cookie. Kelsey. You're very smart yourself. The fact that you can speak French. I couldn't well, learn French. French was not one of my four. I tried. It's just, it's too similar to my main language in terms of we have uh, like adjectives and verbs for the male and the female. So I was like, I don't want to do this Mm. all over again. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And then it would be so confusing. Yeah. It was different. Like you use the masculine in your, in your language and then, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. What's the name of, of so your my language? first language is Shauna. Mm-hmm. Shauna, and then your husband speaks. He speaks Shauna too, right? but he also speaks Debele. Mm-hmm. Debele. Yeah. Did I say it right? <laughs> Debele. Debele. Oh, here's a fun story that I'll leave everybody with. Um, I saw the new Lion King <laughs> with Ruby, and it was by far one of the best experiences <laughs> of my life because. I mean, this was a movie that I loved as a kid growing up. It was my favorite Disney movie. But on no, I'm realizing on no comparison of like levels to you and your love for the movie. So she comes in, sits beside, we're like front row, and she's fully (laughs) singing in the theater all of the songs. It was amazing. And then when Rafiki would talk, she was he was speaking in zulu so i was translating what he was saying zulu (laughs) yeah so so ruby looks at me and she goes oh i feel so bad you don't know what he's saying it's so beautiful and then she proceeded to translate everything rafiki was saying and it was just so amazing so i i will forever cherish that (laughs) that theater moment of of getting my 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 personal it's so funny because i have disney plus now and i watch I watched The Lion King, the remake, the other day with my family. And I was like, it's not the same as when I watched it with Kelsey. Something's missing. <laughs> oh, amazing. So it was a fair Yeah, Nash was like, what's, what's missing? Uh, I was like, I don't know. It's just not the same. <laughs> That's cute. I love that. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your story. I think people are really going to enjoy hearing about your journey and how you sort of more so stumbled upon Mm -hmm. a green career and also hopefully get a few laughs from me making fun (laughs) of you and (laughs) just how we how we coexist you're a dear friend thank you kelsey and to all the listeners thank you so much for listening to the futures podcast And that's Ruby, everyone. She's so amazing. I love chatting with her. It's the exact same if I like call her on a weekend. It's story time and laughs and just a good time. Um, but also, she's just so impressive. She's so inspiring. Uh, she's got a work ethic that compares to no other. And she's straight to the point. Like She is the most straight up friend I think I have. Um, Yeah, and I really respect that. I hope that you enjoyed learning a little bit about uh, how she got into the green career that she's in, some of her life experiences, and then, of course, her deep love for The Lion King. So please do us a favor and um, get your free trial on Disney Plus and watch The Lion King with us. (laughs) Have a great day. (music) 